It's rewind time. We're going to go back and rewatch some of our favorite TV shows and movies from the 80s and 90s and see if they still hold up. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Staring at Us with Aaron and Odell. Hey, Odell. Hey, Aaron. So it's time for an 80s rewind. It is. And this was a very exciting one because I was able to watch it with my daughter, my 13-year-old. And not and necessarily it was very, huh? able to, that she willingly sat down. She willingly Unlike sat Gregory's down. Unlike where she willingly went up to her room. Absolutely <laughs> refused. This one, I had shown it to her before. Okay. And I asked, hey, do you want to watch this with me again? And she was like, okay. So it was one that she liked. But the movie is Footloose. Yeah, it is. Did you watch it? Of course I did. Does it hold up? I, it did. And Absolutely. this is one, so like Grease 2 is one that I will break out at least once every couple of years, just for the just memories. Just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Footloose, I haven't seen in years, oh years, years, years. So the synopsis for those of you youngins, if there are any of you listening, who have not seen Footloose, or maybe, which I just feel is blasphemy, if you are of our generation and you've never seen Footloose. I don't think I know anyone from our generation who has not seen Footloose. There's something wrong with you if you haven't. Right? But the synopsis is, moving in from Chicago, newcomer Ren McCormick, played by Kevin Bacon, is in shock when he discovers a small Midwestern town of Beaumont he now calls home has made dancing and rock music illegal. As he struggles to fit in, Ren faces an uphill battle to change things. With the help of his new friend Willard Hewitt, played by Christopher Penn, and defiant teen Ariel Moore, played by Laurie Singer, he might loosen up this conservative town. But Ariel's influential father, Reverend Shaw Moore, played by John Lithgow, stands in the way. The amazing John Lithgow. Yes. Oh, my God. Now, this was released on February 17th, 1984, which would have been my birthday weekend back in 84. Oh, and I right after been, Valentine's Day. Right. And I would have been 12 years old at the time. The budget for the movie was only $8,200,000, and it made $8,556,000 on opening weekend and grossed $80,035,402. Wow. Yeah, now on Rotten Tomatoes, it only has a 52% overall <gasps> score, but a 71% audience score. I'm, I'm shocked by both of those numbers. Right. Why is it not a 100% audience score? What's wrong with you people? Well, I and feel like it's, it's pretty 52%? much up there. 52%? For overall, but the critics hated it. And a lot, some of the reviews that I read, the critics didn't like it, but... But Gene Siskel loved it, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. that really does give it some street cred right there. Right, right. Also, what I find interesting is that Laurie Singer was 27 when the movie released. Yes. And Kevin Bacon was 26. Yes. Chris Penn and Sarah Jessica Parker were only 19. So they, they were the closest to the age of, you know, high school seniors, which they yes. were portraying in the movie. Well, and Diane Weist and John Lithgow were just, I mean, Diane Weist was nine years older than Laurie Singer. I did read that as well. And yeah. he was 12 years older. But there's mm-hmm. like such... And Kevin Bacon's mom too, right? Wasn't that? Oh yeah, she was. I think she was fourteen years older, or something like that. Yeah, it. It's just you know. I remember hearing that. um, Oh God, you remember that movie Cocoon? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And wasn't Wilford Brimley in that? He was. He when he did Cocoon, 
he was the same age as Brad Pitt is now. Oh my God. Isn't and that crazy? You mentioned, I think it was on one of our Someone Probably Died episodes, how people back in the 80s looked- They just looked Like when you older. turned 30, you were just ancient. Yes. They just looked older. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. But that means Diane Weiss was in her mid-30s. Yeah. She looks so young. Oh my gosh, she does. She's so amazing. I love her. I love, love, love her. Okay. Well, so like I told you, I watched this with my oldest Mm -hmm. and she loves the beginning. The dancing feet? The dancing feet. Best thing. My friends and I used to do that. Yes. In high school. Yes. She, her favorite dancing feet were, it was a guy wearing white shoes with these like light brown bottoms on it. And he was just spinning. (laughs) Yes. She thought that looked like so much fun. So did you know, I read somewhere that the cast of the movie, that's actually their feet. The cast (gasps) and the director. And then Kenny Loggins. Oh, I saw he's like the gold shoes. He's the gold shoes. Yes. I love that. But I also find it interesting that the people in the movie had zero dance experience. I know. Like the only ones they that had kind so of did. so many doubles. Yeah. Lori Singer and Sarah Jessica Parker, because Sarah Jessica Parker played Annie on right. Broadway. Right. And then Lori Singer was in the TV show Fame, but right. they had basic dance stuff. Yes. They didn't have any formal training. And this was a whole movie about dance. Right. Which is just crazy. That is really funny. Well, and I know that I read that the reason they put in the scenes of teaching Chris Penn to dance was because he really could not. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. That montage is amazing. I love it. I think my favorite scene, though, is when (laughs) Kevin Bacon gets really pissed off at his uncle. He takes his little yeah. Volkswagen bug to the flower yes, plant girl. and yes. dances it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I used to do that when I was oh, a kid. I, I danced everything out when I was a kid. Of course. I mean, dancing was That is just the way like, we expressed ourselves in the 80s, yes. I feel. I well, really, really feel like that. I started noticing that because, you know, when I was thinking about all of these other movies that I loved in the 80s, and so many of them were about dancing. They all dance it out. Which we don't have a whole lot of we dance We need to movies. do that again. We need we to do. bring that back. We need back. to make our own. <laughs> we do. We just need to have our dance it out. And that's the title. Dance it out. Just dance it out. It solves everything. Yeah, I told my oldest, so, you know, she's 13. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, the only way that we will get you a car is if we take you to an empty warehouse and you do this dance. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, that's not going to happen. I don't need a car. It's fine. <laughs> I have a feeling your youngest would be like, let's go. <laughs> oh, girl, she would go right now. She'd be like, I'll go and work for this car at this moment. <laughs> yeah, no, my oldest will not. And then we're trying to get her to get a bug. And I remember I was obsessed with the VW bugs mm-hmm. because of this movie. Obsessed. My grandfather used to rebuild cars and such, but he had an old VW bug that every once in a while he'd get it running and my grandmother would drive us around in it. And I loved it so much. So much fun. They're so stinking cute. 
I always wanted a red one with black dots and it was going to be my little ladybug. <laughs> That'd be so cute. <laughs> Adorable. My eldest, she was a little horrified by the fashion of the socks with the heels. Yeah. Was that it? So you were a little older. I was six when this came out. So they I didn't really pay to attention wear, to teenagers and what they were wearing. But like socks and heels, was that a big thing? Yeah, like the ankle socks with the lace at the yes. top that they would roll down and then the oh, heels. Yeah, I did or that. there was leg warmers with heels. Leg warmers were huge. huge. There were a bunch of those dancing feet that had leg warmers. Yes. I thought one of them looked like Sarah Jessica Parker's feet. Probably. So yeah. I bet it was. Yes. She did not. We've had a lot of discussions lately in the house of religion, Mm -hmm. just with, you know, my questioning 13 year old, just wanting to understand how this world works and why there's some, you know, silly wars and arguments and Mm -hmm. crazy people. And so she threw out any of John Lithgow's sermons. Mm -hmm. She was like, why is he yelling? Are they in trouble? Why is he yelling? Right. She could not understand that. And then talking about the fiery pits of hell and all of that stuff, she was just like, I don't get it at all. I love that the younger generation feels like they can question this more, but I feel like they have, I would hate to say, a lot more information because there's also a lot of misinformation that they have access to. Yeah. But I also feel like- But if you steer them in the right way, and if you steer them toward- the information that is reliable and right. that is backed with, you know, legitimate sources and stuff. Right. It's amazing what they can figure out yeah, for themselves. Because when like, we were kids, it was just like, this is how it is. This, yes. And if you question it, it's like, shut up and sit down and don't question this. <laughs> Why is he screaming? He's screaming because you deserve it, obviously. Right. I mean, that is the whole thing. I don't know if I told you how my eldest actually did watch this movie. No. I started showing her Top Gun. Okay. She hated it immediately. Really? She hated the machismo of the guys. Oh, yeah. She, hate, she hates that. Like, you want to piss her off? Act like you're all that in a bag of chips. And she <laughs> gets so angry. Like, red-faced angry. That. We lasted 15 minutes. Okay. And she was just, the whole time, she was like, ugh. <laughs> oh my god oh mom mom i can't i can't the whole time and so she was like is everyone like that in the 80s i said there was okay. a lot of it there was a lot there was so much i was going through like my you know movie catalog and i was like oh my god there was so much mm-hmm. machismo and then i hit footloose and i was like you know what you need to meet ren mccormick <laughs> <laughs> right and willard hewitt Yep. And there is a certain level of machismo, you oh, know, yeah, like aerials. the fighting and stuff. And yes, but you need to meet, um, you know, because she's my my girl is very much like an activist at heart. And mm-hmm. I was like, he, you know, leads this rebellion against the town, you know, to bring dancing back and all. And so she was so excited about it and absolutely loved it. Nice. However, she did not like the character of Ariel. Yeah, I can, which, because I, I had so many what? thoughts just pop into my head right there that all wanted to come out at the same time. Like, I get her rebellion, but it was an unhealthy rebellion. But then Very I think unhealthy. back to the 80s, 
And the way she acted out was not unlike a lot of girls that I went to high school with who rebelled. Like it was very much like full on. It's not just, I'm going to defy you, but I am going to. I'm going to stand in front of this train. Go to the extreme. Right. Yeah. Which I did point out. So there's that scene where she stands in front of the train and, you know, Ren saves her. But also the scene where she climbs out of the The car car? after church and stands between the car and the truck. How many people do you think died doing that? Right. Well, and I'm also wondering, because I was thinking if that movie was made today, which I don't think those scenes would have made it in today, which is crazy because we think we're so progressive now, but we're so much more conservative in so many ways. But these would have turned into TikTok challenges. Absolutely. And there would be Absolutely. so many dead people I because wonder people are stupid. How many? I and I w- I should have looked that up. How many people like did that movie influence back then? Was there then all of a sudden this like uptick in kids doing that? Right. Because I remember watching that scene when I was a teenager and being like, "Oh my god, she's crazy." But mm-hmm. being also kind of not so much impressed but just Wow, she's just living on the edge. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you can do that? (laughs) But then I always wondered, how did she get back into the truck? I know. And I was thinking through it last night when I was rewatching the movie. I was like, there is no possible way. Because I'm a little, you know, I analyze everything, overanalyze a lot of things. Yes. And I'm like, there is no way if he pulled her by one leg. Her other leg would have been out. Right. And so... The leg would have got taken off by the truck. Yes. <laughs> she yes. would have had a huge bruise on her hoo-ha because she would have crotched herself on the window. Right. And that's only oh, if he managed girl. to pull her in because half of her body would have still been out. So that and that girl was tall. Yes. That's a lot of body to come in. Yes. So there is just no possible way she no. could have survived that. That has always bothered me. And I mm-hmm. always thought something was wrong with me because I was like, my body wouldn't go in like that. <laughs> right. I guess that's the plight of short people. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I love, though, was how Chuck carried the boombox in (gasps) his back window in his truck. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because I I remember my dad gave me his old truck because I could get I got my driver's license when I was 14. I could only drive during the day, but it was this thing in Idaho where so you could drive around to help on the farm. Oh, wow. But you couldn't drive at night until you turned 16. Okay. But I think when I was like 15, my dad gave me his old truck, but it didn't have, it just had a radio in it. Yeah. And I think it was only an AM radio, if I'm not mistaken. So I had this little cassette player that Mm -hmm. I would take around with me in my truck so I could listen to the music that I wanted to listen to while I was driving. But I I also, yeah. What? Well, I was going to say, I love that he also had it on the, when they were playing chicken. Yes, that, I mean, it was like such a, and I had a boombox almost exactly like that one, but it had dual cassettes. Yes, yes, yes. Super um, progressive. That's a fancy. But one question that I have was, how far away was the drive-in diner from the church? Because when they (laughs) left church, it was like midday. When they finally got there, it was night. It was night. That's <laughs> like very true. And night. it's in the same town. And you know that town is like no more than a population of like 
a thousand. Because I was at first, I was like, well, maybe they drove to another town to get there. But then in the rest of the movie, they go there a lot and they're there in a matter of seconds. So it's, Yes, they are. I never even thought about that. I didn't yeah. realize that. So I'm trying to watch these with a more discerning eye now, because as we learned from Greece, too, when we watched that one, <laughs> we totally missed. I had my goggles on and was right back when I was, you know, the 10 year old watching it. Yes. But I also remember looking everywhere for a copy of Slaughterhouse-Five after watching yes. this movie. Because Did you ever read that? In college, I did. You did. I never read it, but it's one of um, Adam's favorites. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about it, though, which I'm kind of embarrassed to say. But in high school, I definitely identified with Ren because yes. that high school was very much like my high school. Now, my high school did not have the population. We had like right. 100 and some odd people in town. There was maybe a hundred people in the high school, if that. Right. But they all very much dress like Willard and Chuck. And there were a whole yes. lot of Willard and Chucks there. Yes. And I was very much the Wren. Yes. Because I would, you know, color my hair and the whole flock of seagulls, floppy hairdo and Shut parachute up. pants. And so I was very much like Wren. So I was like, I have to do everything Wren does. Which yeah. I think is why I danced out so much of <laughs> my right? frustrations. You had to. And you know what else was the shit back then? We danced everything out. Everything had a soundtrack. Like yes. every event in our lives had yes. a soundtrack. With oh, it. and girl, my mixtapes were like, I was the mixtape king. Yes. Yes. I was cousin. the mixtape queen. <laughs> girl. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I miss a good mixtape. Now we can make playlists right, like on our Spotify and things like fine. that, which is fine. But what happened to the days of like knowing exactly how long a song is and how many minutes you had left right, to on record that side of the cassette? <laughs> on that side. It was an art. It like was. Putting oh together the gosh. perfect, like you, because I would, I'd write down how many minutes it was yes. and figure it out. And then you had to get the perfect order of the song. Like they needed yes. to flow. It well. needed to flow naturally. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was it was an art. It was an art. Sure. Well, and then even I remember making them for other people and like writing down the list of songs mm -hmm. and like decorating the cover. Oh, yeah. And everything. I mean, it was a full on. We could have run our own music studio back then. Totally. We were so good at that. And then when you'd have to like you didn't have the tape or the CD later of a song. And so you'd wait, like listen to the radio and wait for it to come up. Yes. And then hit record right I away. I so pissed off when the DJ kept talking right yes. up until the singer started singing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Come on, man. Don't you know we're all making mixtapes right now? <laughs> exactly. One thing I noticed also when they started playing Dancing in the Sheets in the parking lot of the diner was the white guy who was just bopping by the brown station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> he, I was like, I could not, I had to keep rewinding it. So I was like, what is he even doing? Like he was on beat, but he was just like so manic. It's so spastic. And then I was like, how loud is that boom box? Because even right. the cook and the girls in the bathroom inside, like they were outside dancing yes. around their cars. Yes. Even the people inside the restaurant could hear they it. They could and all were like hear it. Grooving along. Oh my God. I'm telling you, I miss like, I remember watching that in the 80s and thinking that that wasn't weird. Yep. But now, can you imagine going anywhere and that happening? No, but I feel like, like we need to do it. 
It, we absolutely, oh my God. You know what I also feel like needs to come back? What? Was when they were telling Ren about, you know, the crash that made them stop yes. dancing. And rather, like today we'd go, shut up. He goes, jump back. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. I put that down as one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> yes. Jump we back. need to bring that back. Jump back. Jump back. And also, is it me or did Kevin Bacon and Laurie Singer have the same nose? It was really prevalent when he was sitting, like after he did his, he danced it out Uh uh and she uh shows up there and catches the last of his dancing and she's cheering for him and he gets in his bug and she sticks her head in the window and they kept flipping back and forth between the two of them. I'm like, they have the same nose. I did not notice that, but now that I'm seeing it in my head, I can, I think I can picture it. Right. I need to go back and look at that. And then I had one more thing that I caught. What? When they, this is so random, but it was like, oh, there's, there are bare butts in the boys' locker room. Mm-hmm. And one dude, because I had the biggest crush on Woody, the dude with the dark oh, hair. I'm trying to think of what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I had a big crush penis? on Woody. No, he was the dude who, like, when the guys jump around <gasps> the telephone booth. Yes, I, I had the biggest crush on him. Loved Woody. And they showed his butt. Yes, in, they did. In there. But then when they're all sitting on the bench talking and getting dressed, those other boys walk in and yes. they're showering. And so you got the butt in the background. And yes. all I could think last night when I was watching it was like, that dude has a crooked crack. <laughs> Oh my God. The top of his butt crack seemed to go like, Oh, how I know, weird. And then I once I noticed back and it, I that. couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, is it just because he's standing weird? And I don't know why I was so worried about this dude's butt crack, but it was like, it looks like it's crooked at the top. So then like I was really concerned condition. about his spine or something. <laughs> and then finally I was like, I think I just need to finish the movie instead of trying to discern if this dude has a crooked butt crack. Well, I know on the commentary, Kevin Bacon talked about the extras in that room, in that locker room. They were each given 20 bucks if they would show their butts. I do remember reading that. Yep. Yes. Now, what was your, because we talk about how the 80s, I mean, it was just a constant soundtrack playing. Right. For everything. What was your favorite song? So I thought about this last night and Mm -hmm. I downloaded the soundtrack again because I forgot how much I loved that soundtrack. That soundtrack was unreal. Every single song on that soundtrack I loved. So it's one that I would just play over and over and over without stopping it. Because usually, you know, you'll fast forward to something. Right. I loved I'm Free, Haven't Helped the Man, the Kenny Loggins song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It plays when Ren wins the fight with the town and they agree to let them have the dance. Yes. But I also loved, um, oh my God. So here, here's the, here are the songs. Okay. There's Footloose. Yeah. Let's hear it for the boy. I did like that one. Almost Paradise. Yeah. Holding Out for a Hero. That is my favorite. Yeah. You can never go wrong. That's another one. You cannot go wrong with Bonnie Tyler ever. Dancing in the Sheets. That one was fun. Which it was funny because that's when my oldest was like, you know, I used to like listening to music just for the rhythm and stuff, but now I'm listening to the words. This is really inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) What she said. And then I'm free. Somebody's Eyes. I love that one. When was that song? It played so when Ariel and Chuck are making out and she's putting on her red boots and talking about how her daddy hates her red boots. Uh It's playing softly in the background. I 
love I do not. I that can't even song. picture that song. Here, I'll play it for you, but we just won't put it on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there's The Girl Gets Around. Sammy Hagar. Yep, I like that one. Never. Well, and then they re-released the soundtrack and added some more of the songs that's pl- that are actually played in the movie. Like what? Like Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot, which oh, I also yes. loved. Oh, yes. I love that. Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner. Mm-hmm. And Hurt So Good yes. by John Mellencamp. So they added those into the soundtrack. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, my favorite was definitely Holding Out for a Hero. Yes. I love, love, beyond love. So Do good. we have anything else that we'd like to point out about the movie before we take a break? And then come back and talk about some fun facts and trivia? I don't think so. No. Okay, so let's take, take a, break, a break. break. And we'll come back with a little more. Alrighty, so we're all cutting foot loose today. Look at me. Look at you. Being all cheesy. My shit. daughter's favorite song was Footloose. She was like, you can't beat it's the fun. classic. Yeah. And I, but I think I beat that one to death because that song came out before the movie did, of course, which is kind of a way they used to advertise movies, I guess, back in the yeah. day was they would yeah. release the theme song yeah. first. It was kind of part of the whole marketing plan, which... Again, I don't feel like that's done much anymore at all. And I can't even tell you when movies come out, I don't feel like many of them have a theme song because it used to be you would hear so much on the radio like this is the love theme from blah, 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 or this is a theme song from blah, blah, blah. The only one that does now that is a big deal is the James Bond stuff. Right. Like who's going to sing the new, you know. You know, A Star is Born, but that was because it was about music. It was. Yeah, exactly. And I yeah, think there those really songs isn't were only much of a on the radio because it was Lady Gaga. Right. Yeah. Her other favorite song was Never. I mean, she yes, just loved was... the warehouse. It's oh. speaking of the dance, because we talked about dancing it out. That dance was so 80s, though. Because mm-hmm. if you danced it out today, it would not be all of that. And how did he make it like <laughs> he made it look so cool? He did. He really well, did. Really like even his him. dramatic, like you know, like smoking and then like throwing the bottle and he's all mad and everything. And banging the steering wheel on beat. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And when he like throws himself down on the hood of the the VW and he's like, oh, I can't handle it. Yes. Like that. It just looked awesome and hot. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I read that they made him wear tight pants on purpose. Why? To like. To try to make him more sexy. Oh and yeah. They, they. He they, he had trouble getting cast in this because yes. they didn't think he was sexy enough. Yep, yep, I read that. Which I think they're crazy. My God, I think Kevin Bacon's so hot. Because they wanted Tom Cruise. Because yes. he was just off of Risky Business. Yes. And then they wanted Rob Lowe. Yeah. And who he, actually was like on his way to do it, but then pulled a knee. Right, and was it during a dance? I think so. Practicing some dance choreography or something, yes. and he hurt his knee. And he hurt his knee. Now, I will say, out. I cannot imagine Tom Cruise as Ren. No. Rob Lowe, I could see as Ren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. And then I was reading the, so many people were offered Ariel. So I read that, like, the offers, like, Daryl Hannah mm-hmm. was offered. I could totally have seen her in this. Yep. But she yep. turned it down for Splash. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth McGovern. Mm-hmm. I love, I don't, I, she, 
I just think she's one of the most beautiful women in the world. I don't know she's what it in is. Downton Abbey now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I remember her from, do you remember Fairy Tale Theater with Shelley Duvall? Vaguely. She did the Snow White episode and I was obsessed with her. <laughs> but Jamie Lee Curtis, Melanie Griffith, mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, Rosanna mm. Arquette, Meg yep. Tilly, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I cannot imagine that one. Oh, no. Heather Locklear, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jodie Foster, Phoebe Cates. She's one I could have seen. Oh, yeah. I love Phoebe Cates. Well, and Madonna auditioned for Ariel. Madonna auditioned. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Also, Christopher Atkins had the lead. So he was in Blue Lagoon. He was in Pirate right. Movie. Right. But he lost it because he was under the influence of drugs or alcohol when he met with the producers and the directors right before taking a vacation. So he's going to go on a vacation, come back and start filming. And he mentioned that he was going to go have some more fun while he was on vacation. So they're like, um, we might have an issue here. So they fired him. Oh my gosh. He actually had a breakdown and had to be hospitalized after he lost the role is what I read. I, I believe it. My God, what a huge starring role that was. Yep. That is like start. I mean, cause I know Christopher Atkins, but he's not on Kevin Bacon level. Right. Right. This movie put Kevin Bacon on Kevin Bacon level. Right. Now it was, I'm sure you read this. It was based on a true story mm-hmm. in Elmore, Elmore city, Oklahoma, yep. where the saying was, if the South is the Bible belt, then we are the buckle, <laughs> which is horrifying. <laughs> right. So horrifying. So, yeah, it was based on that where high school juniors really did kind of like rally around and get the town to mm-hmm. let them have it. And it was filmed in Utah. Yes, just it was. Just South Lake City. Yes, it you was. You can tell by the landscape, all the mountains and stuff. So, you know what's this little trivia fact made me so, so happy. Hmm. Kevin Bacon's dance double mm-hmm. for the warehouse was married to Jennifer Beals's dance double from Flashdance. Oh, nice. Isn't that awesome? Did you just Can you say imagine with their dance? wedding? Did I say Splashdance? <laughs> so it sounded oh like God. maybe I just misheard you. Splashdance. <laughs> I was like, well, she did have the water come down on her in that one scene. But okay, <laughs> yes, going. she did. It was a Splashdance. <laughs> but yes, in Flashdance, which I mean, I can only imagine what that 80s wedding reception oh was God. like. Can right? you? Freaking imagine the dancing that happened. Right. Oh my gosh. If anyone was there, please write in. Did you know that Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't the first choice for Rusty? Who was? Actually, they first approached Tracy Nelson, who was Sarah Jessica Parker's co-star in Square Pegs from 82 Mm. to 83. And then she also, Sarah Jessica Parker, initially turned down the role because she was told she had to cut and dye her hair red. And she didn't want to because she had to do that while playing Annie on Broadway. Right. But then a couple of days into the production, the studio was like, oh, that's fine. They let her keep her hair the way it was because they liked As her. she as should. Rusty. Oh, my gosh. I loved Sarah Jessica Parker back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I loved all of her stuff. Now, is this when she was dating Robert Downey Jr.? Was she dating him yet at this point? I don't know. She was only 19. Oh, so probably not. Did you know the film's original title was Cheek to Cheek? Which just sounds... That's so dumb. That makes me think of that old, you know, dancing cheek to cheek. Like that old music from the 30s or 40s or whenever it was. And then he wrote down an alternative as like Footloose and Fancy Free. And then they're like, how about just Footloose? Which... Oh my God. I can't imagine having a different title to this movie. No. 
I can't imagine having different people in it. Nope. And I can't imagine any different. I just, the big question when I went into this was, I remember having this movie on a pedestal. I remember the soundtrack. I remember the dancing. I like just, you know, having not seen it in years and years and years, it still was like this magical movie in my head. Mm-hmm. And so was it still that? And so when I watched it a few months ago with my oldest, I was like, oh my God, like the movie's held up. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again, you know, yesterday with my oldest and my husband was watching it as well. And I mean, I asked him afterwards, I was like, am I blind? Like, am I just that in love with Kevin Bacon that this, but this movie's a great movie. And Adam right. was like, this movie's a great movie. And as a teenager in 2021, was like, this is a great movie. Right. It has held up. It's this makes me so up. proud. And another thing that caught me was that I don't think we would see today, and I'm not like advocating for this in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> but when Reverend Moore mm-hmm. smacks Ariel when she talks Holy, back at him. Holy, yes. Which, I mean, back in the 80s, there was a lot more of that. There, I mean, yes. that was just part of the discipline that we went through. That You but talk then, to your parent like that, you're going to get a hand. Right. But then also the fight with Ariel and Doug. That was so violent. Right. It was. But Did you she say was, Doug? It was. Wasn't it Doug? Or Chuck? Chuck. Chuck. Yes. Yes. Chuck. yes. Who was Doug? Oh, I'm thinking about Doug? my story from my other podcast. <laughs> oh. For the other podcast today. <laughs> Like, where did that come from? There's not man? even a Doug in the movie. No. Um. Yeah, that fight was violent. Yeah. He, like, punched her in the stomach. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. But, yeah, here's the the piece about, wait, where did it go? I just had something about the the pants. One second. Oh, Kevin Bacon in the pants? He went undercover as a high school student. I saw that and lasted, like, a morning. Right. By afternoon, he was like, I can't do this. Yeah. He was treated like Ren. Mm -hmm. But yes, his jeans were made extra tight on purpose. He said, I remember having these pants on that were unbelievably tight already, but weren't quite tight enough for some of the shots. They would take them and pin them from behind, so they were really skin tight. It wasn't so much about sexiness as it was that line to make the dance move look powerful. And I'm assuming he's probably talking about that never when he's dancing it out yes because he was just in a wife beater yes white he was and super tight jeans oh my heavens he was yes i need some alone time <laughs> <laughs> and he also said he needed half a valium before he shot the town council scene yes because he was so scared of speaking in public mm-hmm. that is hysterical He also pays DJs to not play Footloose whenever he's at a wedding. Because they want them to do like the dance and he didn't do the dance. (laughs) Right. And he had that one little scene when they're at the bar and they played it, but they were just like kind of freestyle. That was just freestyle. White people dancing. That's what my oldest said she loves about that song. She was like, you can do any kind of dance to this song. And the 80s, you literally, you just flailed. That was how you danced in the 80s. You jumped or you flailed. <laughs> yes. Do you remember Footloose being played at my wedding? I do. Yes, I, I do. I remember that's when all of the theater people came out. Yep. Came out from hiding and took over the dance floor. I also read that the prom scene had to be reshot because initially he shot it in all slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> because they finally got footage. to dance. But he said um, when it was reshot, 
new dance styles like popping and locking were added into it. Oh, so they didn't have that that guy right. who was doing the popping like that was amazing they did the reshoot six weeks before the film opened and it cost them two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to reshoot it wow yeah oh my god but what a mistake oh you dumbass yep also (laughs) john travolta was offered the role of yes but turned it down yes now i could i feel like i could see john travolta in it i could but i feel like I guess I, I'm thinking of him now. Yeah, and don't think then, of him now. Like six years after Greece. Yes, think of but, him like Urban Cowboy. Right. Oh my God, that's another movie that we used to watch all Can the time. Can we please watch that? Because I've seen half of it. I have not seen the last half of that really? movie, and I'm dying to. <laughs> yes. Because I had okay. a lot of feelings and thoughts on the first half. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't quite understand who we're supposed to be rooting for. Exactly. <laughs> and so yep. I really not, need to watch the rest of the movie. It's not a great movie, but it's we used to watch it all the time because, you know, where I grew up. Also, My friend's cats are named Bud and Sissy. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that their names? Yes. Bud and Sissy, yes. Well, I knew. So, Sissy... Deborah Winger uh-huh. has a friend in the movie. I forget what her name is, but my ex was friends with her and her son. And oh I forget gosh. her name. Yes. You're so many degrees close. Right. But then John Travolta went on to do Staying Alive, which was yes, the follow up to. Did you ever see that? Of course I did. With Finola Hughes is in it yes. too. <laughs> I love Finola Hughes <laughs> oh my God, so that, much. Oh, that's oh, another one we need to, because I haven't really seen do. that in years. I, just I haven't, remember no, it's been at, at least 20 years since I've seen that. dancing on that stage in those shorts that are like, yes, girl. Fl- we used to call them floppers, because if you didn't wear some super tight underwear... <laughs> You were flopping. You were going to be flopping everywhere. <laughs> yes. It's going to be poking out to say hello. <laughs> Peter Wink. <laughs> Anything else on Footloose? No, it stands up. It's it still does. it it is still as amazing today as it was. Have you back seen the when remake? I watched it in the eighties? No, I haven't either. This is one of bothered. those movies. Just don't. Yep. Don't I'm remake it. And I, when I was looking into it, it looked like it had more. Because when I was Googling just to find the details of like the ratings and whatnot. And Did that one get better reviews? It had, it showed four stars and this one had three. Bullshit. And I don't know if it was like users and probably more. Bullshit. I feel like anyone Total born bullshit. in the late 90s or 2000s are going Maybe to they would. vote for the more recent one. Ugh. But I haven't even bothered watching it. So. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, there are some movies from the 80s. That if they tried to remake it, Footloose is one of them. Just mm-hmm. don't. Don't remake Dirty Dancing. No. Don't remake The Princess Bride. No. Like there are some that just, just don't. Don't. They are perfect. They do yep. not need to be touched. They exactly. are a moment in time. Don't modernize it or anything. Just leave mm-hmm. it alone. It is a moment in time. Just like they did redo Dirty Dancing for TV. Yes, they did. I, didn't I did not watch it. that. I'm not. Nope, There's, and I won't. I feel like that's like big old fuck you to Patrick Swayze. It is. <laughs> Respect the dead, damn it. Respect them. Yeah, I agree. No, they're just ones you don't touch. This is exactly. one of them. So we're done with this rewind. And now we're going to start announcing at the end of these now which one we'll watch next time. Yes. So y'all can watch it and feel free to send us your thoughts as well. 
but we are going to watch Flash Dance. I'm so excited. I haven't seen. I oh my god, I, I love Flash Dance so much. Ages. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well. So I challenge you to record a video of you doing her big dance in the. Um, studio when she's auditioning oh god i could not roll around anymore like that do it there's no way i feel like i could probably do the maniac now i might i have a heart attack <laughs> oh my gosh those feet go so fast in that she does i cannot wait i'm so All excited right. to watch this okay well we will be back next month with another 80s rewind and next week with another episode next week on why is everyone staring at us? We have just had the trial of Derek Chauvin. And then one of my friends was like, no, he pulled us over because you're with two black folk. Well, and she lost these parts simply because of the color of her skin. Because if it came to talent, she beat me tenfold. It's always the women of color who save our asses, I feel. It doesn't. I still will never comprehend right. no one what they deal with. Will. Hey, thanks for listening. To ensure you don't miss future episodes, head over to iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and subscribe. And while you're there, show us some love with a five-star rating. If you'd like ad-free content, merch discounts, unedited videos of our recording sessions, and other goodies, you should become a Patreon member. Just head to our website at whyareyoustaring.com and click the Patreon link to subscribe. Speaking of our website, this is also where you can send us your questions, leave us a voicemail, and find out more about us. And since you're there, go ahead and treat yourself to some merch. And don't forget to follow us on social media. See you next time. This podcast was brought to you by Literally Everything.